Welcome everybody to BAM! Bam. That is Badass Midnight Movies. This is a show that's connected with our Midnight Movies show, but Jeff and I are going to do something a little different. We're going to do like our movie categories, uh, and it's going to be an ongoing show where we're going to have different categories, movies, as far as like, you know, sport, favorite sports movie, favorite date movie, favorite first date movie, favorite, you know, zombie movie. So we're gonna just going to run through a list of what we feel. I'm bringing five. Jeff's bringing five, and we're just going to go at it and just see what, if, you know, maybe our list matches up, maybe we disagree, maybe, you know, we might be uh, some throwdowns going on, maybe we'll end up doing the best boxing one. <laughs> I don't think I have a boxing one. No, no, what? No, I don't have a boxing one. You, no, you wash your mouth out. We're no, already getting ready to fight. I don't. You don't. I don't. Like, look, there's great boxing movies, like, there's thousands of them. I just didn't put any on the list because I figured you would put Well, it. not this one. I'm just talking in general that we might do one oh, day. We might boxing? do a list of best boxing movies. I'm not I saying. Because there's so many boxing movies out there. You but again, that's, really like, that's the joy. There's so many. We can figure it out which one works best for us. We can go back in time to like mm-hmm. black and white era before we were born. And Little Raging Bull awesome. on you. Ooh. I mean, that's man. not before we were born. I'm just saying. It's, no, it's, it's it's right around our prime. <laughs> So yeah, so to, so today, folks, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the best, what we consider like our favorite, not the best. Or, you know, we're not going to we're not going to plant a flag, but these are our favorite sports themed movies. Uh, we each have five. My list somehow ended up in a going base. I started doing a list of like I want one of this, one of this, not on purpose. Just that's just how the fucking brain works on me. But uh, and uh, and and you got uh, you got your five, uh, so I guess I'll go ahead and let you go for your number one. I don't really have an well, order. not a number one. I hate that. the first one, well, the first, the one, first yeah. one. We're not gonna we're not gonna do best the top five. You know, as far as that goes. Yeah, I'm not doing what they do in the top five show yeah, where they take yeah. and and then they put them all as one. Yeah. What's that's, the first one you have? Let's put it that way. Oh my god, I think I've talked about this. So many times that it's ridiculous. It's still in my brain. And I think I just saw it last night before I passed out. Necessary Roughness. You remember Necessary Roughness? Yes, sir, I do. That is on my uh-huh. B-roll, by the way. I have. I told you yeah. I, I told you I had two. I kind of figured, figured, man. I mean, you, I'm going to bring up. I don't have any actors of it, but... um. Well, you got Scott, you got thing. Scott Bakula. You got Chris... Uh, what was it? Uh, the, uh, the, the stand-up model or the model... Oh, uh, Kathy Ireland. Kathy Ireland. You had Sinbad in there. Uh, I mean... And it was a 1991 film. It was kind of like one of those underrated Jimmy films. And it was, better. yeah, it was. It fell under that like that weird category. Yeah. Um, who else is in it? Okay, I just pulled up the cast right now. Dude, a young Jason Bateman is in this this film too, which I totally forgot about. He was like the um, he was like a special teams guy. And um, who else we got? Yes, yeah, Evander Holyfield is in here. Is a convicted felon. Yeah, he's one of the ones that they bring. They bring the Texas because uh, they're the Texas Armadillos, and they bring in the Texas Texas uh, team to do a little scrimmage match. Yeah, that was so much fun to watch those. Oh my god, who else we got here? We got Robert Loja. Oh, he has like one of the most quotable lines in films. So many, so many. And, oh, look at all these football players. Ridiculous. Like Roger Craig, Jerry Rice, Tony Dorsett, Randy, like the tons of like the old school. Football well, most of them were part of the were part of the the prison. Because I even think you saw. I think you had uh, did you have Dick, Dick Buckus on that one? Yeah, Buckus was like the uh, was he was it was he the warden? No, he was. I, I think I swallowed a tooth. I think. Hold on, I got it right here. <laughs> oh yeah, Earl. Yeah, holy Jim Kelly's in this. Yeah, Jim Kelly's in this movie too. Shit, I forgot. Yeah, you got Rob Schneider as the uh, as a Chuck Niederman. 
for the uh, he was the announcer. Oh my god, he's so good in this movie too. Um, and like you said, you know, old Captain Archer himself, Mister Scotty Bakula, is in there. And basically, the the, the movie is basically about almost like his redemption. Because if you remember the story, the background story is like um, Paul Blake supposed to be his high school phenom. But um, they don't show it. It's just mentioned like during the, the film, like it's a story evolves. And what happened was he was this phenom, blah, 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 in high school. And he was supposed to go to college, but he didn't because I guess his dad died. And he took over a family farm. So now it goes back, flashes like 20 years later. They're rebuilding the Texas Armadillos, uh, armadillos because they get under uh, NCA sanction. They got sanctioned, and uh, they took everything away, took the money away, and so they had to rebuild from the ground up, and they had to get players because they didn't. They fired all the players, fired all the coaches. There was nobody there, and then they brought in um, uh, what's it, Hector Ilanzo. He's a uh, coach, Gennaro, and um, Robert Loja. To me, they're the best part, one of the best parts of this film. Like their banter is hysterical. Uh, one of the best parts I remember is when they're on the field, and uh, Robert Loja had just recruited. Scott Bakula, he went to his farm. He's like, hey, man, I need a quarterback. Can you still throw? And he's, you see him still throwing on the farm. <laughs> As he's walking on the field, and Ed Alonzo sees him, he's like, I got you a quarterback. And he's like, I hope he gets younger the closer he yeah. gets. <laughs> it's such a good line. I was like, <laughs> I think right then and there, I was just, I was hooked. I mean, there's just so much ridiculousness in this movie, but it all kind of makes sense. And in the end, it's, again, it's a redemption story from um, – and not only for the uh, the team, but Paul Blake as well. I think it's more of his story. Like, he gets redeemed finally. Like, they only win the one game. But to him, it, he even said it. It was a, a speech that he had. I think it was with Jason Bateman that he sat there. No, I'm, I think it was the coaches. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm drawing a blank who it was. But he was mentioning, he's like, I just want these guys to know what the, what the feeling of, like, it's to win a game. He's like, I want him to know, like, you know, the the crowd cheering, going nuts and all that. I think that was Bakula and his love interest. Uh, Lucy, was that it? Uh, not Lucy. Yeah, I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the the female that he had a love interest on. Uh, uh, Diana. No, that's not it. Shoot, I'm trying to remember her name, and I don't see her name on the on the uh, on the list here. I'm looking. Oh, I got the cast list right here. Hold on. Oh, there it is. Uh, uh, Harley. Uh, Harley Kozak, yeah, uh, Suzanne, Dr. Suzanne Carter. Yeah, I think it was w- with them or with her and him. They were having like a, you know, a, a moment uh, together. And I think that was the one thing that she was like, you know, you're with them all the time. You're, you know, you're, you're their back. And, you know, what are you, what, what are you trying to do? Because I want them to feel that that one time. I, I, for some reason, I just have that image in my head of those two talking about it. Oh, do you remember the first story they had when, um, when she was being like pissy to him? Because you find out later that she was like a high school cheerleader for the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah for her. Team. Yep. And then like he, he, they had a great team that year, but he like beat him like 58 to nothing. He's like, I was devastated. My boyfriend broke up with me that day. He's She's like, like, you crushed him. <laughs> you crushed him. He did, you crushed me. And then like, I was in love with you. I kept driving by your house and all that. Oh, my God. She kept crank calling him. Yeah, all this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. That is one of my, that like I said, that was on my B-roll for, um, for favorite for favorite uh, football movie, um, I guess I could go ahead and just jump into my favorite football movie. Yeah, go go. go. Uh, and I'm surprised you didn't pick it. The replacements. Oh, I got it to my yeah, list. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Well, Keanu Reeves. No, it's there. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna have a lot of the same ones. No, nah, that's just, this, this is the only one I figured that we might. So Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman, Orlando Jones, John Favreau. Uh, I mean, just an amazing cast. 
and you're you know the, the directed by uh, Howard Doach, and I just it was just so much fun. It was it, the team, uh, the the, uh, the regular players are on strike, and they bring in a bunch of well scabs so to step in, and you know in, in a very similar fashion to sort of with necessary roughness, the quarterback you know was a very good you know player, got hurt, had to stop playing, and just went about his life, but. You know, Gene Hackman comes over and starts talking to Keanu Reeves. And again, very, very awesome, like, coach-player relationship that you see there. But then you have the best moment of all time in in, uh, in a sports movie. You have the uh, the dance in the jail scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, first I was afraid I was petrified. Dude, like, the actors in this film, like, or like that's Orlando Jones, by the way, in that film. And, like... You can just rattle off these names. You got Ree Ivans, right? He's the freaking lizard in, in the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. And John Favreau's in this film. I Come just, on. Yeah, I went to the cast list already. Holy shit. But I'm looking like the <laughs> other one. Jesus Lord. Like, Sarian Morris. Fucking ridiculous. And, of course, Gene Hackman, man. Come on. Come on, man. Like, I want him as the coach of my team. Come on, like he that guy could he could make he could sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> That's how good of a coach he is. And I wanted him and like but the whole story, like you said, very similar to necessary roughness, but um, you know, the whole strike thing and them coming in being scabs and and by the way, you got Brian Cullen in there. Or Burt Cullen, I believe that's his name. Burt Cullen or Brian Cullen? Is it Burt? Do you have the cast list in front of you? I do. Who are you talking about? Oh, oh there it is. Uh, Burt Cullen. Uh, yeah, Eddie Martell, yeah. He's like, plays Eddie Martell, which is kind of crazy. He's like the young dude's whippersnapper quarterback back then. And you look at him nowadays, he's kind of like the elder statesman. He played Thomas Wayne in the Joker, which I forgot about. I was like, oh, that's him. So he kind of like developed those characters. And he was in, um, what else is he in? He's in Game uh, game Time, Winning Time now on uh, HBO Max. You should watch that. But um, such a good film, man. Like the dancing. I mean, so many memorable moments. Like the whole thing where the uh, the cheerleaders had to get very stripper. Remember they hired strippers to be cheerleaders. Very, very, uh, very, uh, and um, was it um, XFL ish? Because that's kind of when, when you if you ever went to an XFL game. I don't know if anybody ever got a chance to go see the uh, the Vince McMahon ran XFL. But yeah, the uh, cheerleaders were not your standard cheerleaders when they uh, came to dance routines. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I, I went to a couple. Hired. Yeah, I went to a couple of games. Actually, I went to the uh, to the debut game here for the Orlando team, and they. Uh, I had to. I went with. Uh, I took one of my uh, my neighbor's kids because they love football, and they're like, "Oh, this would be so cool the wrestling and stuff." And I took them there, and I well, we were. I was watching the cheerleaders. I'm like, "Oh crap! We got to turn away." Oh my god! Like in. Yeah, the the cheerleaders and all that, and Eddie Martell. I mean, such a good film. I mean, underrated film. Underrated. It's funny that we picked two football movies off the bat. Well, that wasn't my first one, but I figured let me get the football movie out of the way. My first movie was something different, but I figured uh, I had a funny feeling that those were the. the that's why uh, there was a couple movies I had doubles on, and this was that that, that was the reason why. Now I got around. Now I got erased it off my list. <laughs> I was like, gosh, damn, two football movies, but um. Yeah, both good films, man. Both very eerily similar, too. Yes, good yeah, time. yeah. Well, again, these are comeback movies. You're going to see a lot of the same storyline. There's a thing. I, oh, let me see if I can find it. This was written by a, I think it was a professor back in 1885, and basically they had said that every story has already been written. It's just the pieces that are within that story change 
Uh, it's the uh, 36 Dramatic Situations. Uh, this mm. was written back in 1895 by uh, George uh, George's uh, Pulte. And basically he describes that there, there are 36 situations that every story has been written. Again, this is before TV and before movies. There are 30, 37 situations that have already been written and – they're just all you do is you're changing the players in them. So yeah, we're gonna run across a, a few of them that are pretty much the same. Yeah. So, but that's a good one. So, so uh, what? So what you got next? Oh man, one of my favorites, and I know we've talked about this. The first major league, not anything after that. The first one with Tom Berenger, Wesley Snipes, um, host of I think Ed Dorn, Ed Dorn, uh, the guy from LA Laws in there. I forgot his name. You probably have the cast list. Uh, in front no, of actually, no, I don't because that was not on my list. Oh, you don't have Major League on no, there? No, I do not. No, but I do have oh. another baseball movie. So I'm sure you have that. Shit. Uh, burn, guy, something burn. Corbin on, Bernstein. Me... That's what it is for Roger yeah. Dorn. Yeah. Yes, there we go. I got to make sure I have too many windows that are going to open. Yeah. So you got that. You got Dennis Haybert in there. As Pedro Serrano, probably the best part of that film. Yeah, and most folks forget about that when you see him now and see him doing the what is it the uh, what commercials does he do right the now? Guy, is it the Geico or no? It's not Geico. No, Geico just has All, the little, Allstate. Yeah, I it's think Allstate. it might be Allstate. Yeah, and uh, you just when you see him and doing the Allstate commercials and you know for the last twenty years, I I've just forget that he's Serrano, but you know because it's just the way he did, did, did the yeah character. because he it just like it is so out of the norm. But like, you look at him nowadays; he's been on tons of like more of like procedurals. SWAT. He was on Lucifer. He played God for the last season, but like this was he's bald headed. He's got a goatee. He speaks in I guess South African accent. Hysterical. I'll throw for him and Joe Booz Rum. Come on, I quote Joe Booz Rum. You do not touch Joe Booz Rum. I love that. Most people overlook the fact that when the when uh, the uh, the pitcher that uh, drinks Joe Booz Rum. Uh, when he comes out, he's like, "Hey, bartender, Joe, <laughs> Joe Boo needs a refill." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then he, and then when he's walking by his locker, he looks at it. Yeah. He takes a swig. And he's like, "Fuck you, Joe Boo." <laughs> yeah, who said uh, that's a, a Chelsea? Chelsea Ross is who who played uh, Eddie oh, Harris. Great, great guy. He was like played like the veteran pitcher on that staff. So good. But um, again, big thing about this film: there's a lot of hijinks. A very young Wesley Snipes, by the way. Runs and a like young, young Charlie Sheen. Young Charlie Sheen hit, uh, runs like Hayes, hits like shit. I mean, one of the best lines in that film. Come on, you can't, you can't get over that. But but again, there's uh, there's another heart. Like, hey Vaughn, you're in the big leagues. We use we we use sleeves around here. <laughs> He's scratching his nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so good, nuts. so good. The song. I mean, nobody, nothing, not other, no other movie. I think could recapture a great uh, song than like Major League did. I mean, they, it was kind of the rebirth, the wild thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it really was. Because I, I was, I hadn't heard this song forever, and all of a sudden, once that movie came out, it was playing everywhere. I think they got their royalties off that just alone. But again, at the heart of the whole movie is the relationship between the catcher Tom Berenger and uh, Ren, another young Rene Russo, because their their backstory was really cool. Like, like Jake is like an out of, he's like basically playing in the Mexico League when they recruit him back. He's like, hey man, I need you to come in. There's some young pitchers here. I want you to guide. So he's like the veteran catcher. kind of was on his last legs, almost compared to like Logan, because he, he's at the end of the rope. And he had done some bad shit with um, Renee Russo's character, who was like an also, also an athlete. But she's gotten like almost remarried to another dude. Kind of douchey dude of the film. And he finds her in a library. And they start the reconnection thing while you're still going with the whole thing while they're growing with his team as well. Yes, there's funny moments, but there's a heart of it too. It's like it's all about bringing stuff together. Like at the beginning, they're all everywhere, 
and I think it's the uh, the manager. Let me. Oh, what's his name? I know he passed away. Where is he? Uh, James Gammon. James Gammon no longer with us, but he's like the another heart of the movie. He's like, hey man, look, you know, I know it's your last legs and stuff, but I just, you know, you got to bring this team together, and you're going to be the guy to do it. He'd be the leader, and he and he takes it upon himself, and he starts leading these guys. He starts taking them out drinking, the camaraderie, and all that stuff. Yeah, it, it's like just the hearts of the moment of the film are so good. Yes, the funny moments are awesome. I what, I think what I love about it is it it throws light onto the Cleveland fan base, and we all being sports sports fans of some some form or another. Cleveland is the joke in pretty much every every sports except for basketball. I mean, when you really boil down to it, um, and it's it, I lo- some of the best parts of of it are the moments where they are like shine on the Cleveland town and the fans themselves. Uh, yes, in Major League Two, we get a better glimpse of it. We get like a Randy Quaid, you know, doing doing probably one of the best parts of that of the second movie. But uh, but one th- one thing that I love, if you watch the movie, the very one of the very first scenes you see is the Guardian. In Cleveland, the the statue of the Guardian in Cleveland, which is now yes, the Indian's right. name, which I think is like is sort of like a foreshadowing uh, unknowingly. Yeah, which is kind of crazy, like a tons of foreshadow that goes on. Um, but that, and uh, like you said, the suffering fan base, um, the two dudes in the crowd who like the you know they're always there. Remember those guys? No, they're no, no. Sitting- that's 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 Major League Two. That's why I was saying that 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 like like the uh, the the refocus of the of the uh, of the of the group is. Second is the second group. You're thinking of Bob Euclid and the uh, and the other the color commentator. Those no two. no no, no. There's, there's two people like in the remember in the, in the in like in the crowd the fan base. There's like there's one like there's always like they're like way out in center field. They're always hammered and drunk and they don't care. Like oh okay whatever. But as they start winning, like the backwards hat like turns around. Oh okay and, okay I know who you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. that's when the, in Major League Two they turn around and kind of like focus and gave those guys sort of a name and in a yeah. In a plot, they did. A like the first ones they weren't really focused, but but they, but they were there and it was kind of funny like just seeing them. Through getting like oh yeah the cleveland season there everybody's always hammered but as the season goes along they start sobering up oh that's right yeah actually one of them is actually neil flynn uh if anybody's like a uh a fan of um uh this uh the middle he was on there that 70 show csi smallville so yeah scrubs so yeah he was uh he was the janitor in, in scrubs if you if you're a fan of scrubs Oh, look yeah. at that. And, look, and you got some ex-major league baseball players in here which i didn't even realize well you got well you really got to realize the other teams were they were playing against real players like Pete Vukovic. Yeah. Ye- Steve Yeager. I forgot was Duke temple. Like, man, I, I, I yeah. I yeah. Cause all- I, but you're going to see that most of these, t- most of these sports t- teams, you're going to see them pl- being playing against real players. You know, any sports movie you're going to see, you're always going to see that. Yeah. Walter Goggins is in here too. Damn. I forgot all the cast list is this insane. But uh, still a great film, one of my favorites. I mean, it's like I said, it's like it's like almost like an underdog story because at the end, Cleveland does make it to the playoffs, and that was the whole thing. Like they had never made the playoffs; they had the one game playoff against the Yankees, of course, and they win. You know, cause that's like my brother was saying at the time. That's the only way Cleveland could beat the Yankees is in a fictional movie. <laughs> Little did he know years later, but um, but still a great film. I love it, and yeah. um, it's on my list, man. It, again, a, a good movie I do like, but it it didn't throw. It, it's not on my top sports mind. Again, we only have five. You know, ten. Yeah, if you if we stretch it out to ten a piece, I would probably have thrown that one in there. But uh, I I had a different choice. But I'm going to break up with what we're doing here. Oh, we've been doing like back to back. I'm going to jump into something different. Okay. My my next one, um, indie movie, 
talk about a resurgence of a, of an actor and uh you know getting a getting a re you know a, like a, a, a shot into the arm of your career the wrestler Mickey Roy, I didn't Marissa even put this Tomai. on my yeah. uh, it, well, it was a balance between that and wrestling with my family. Honestly, I was like, oh, these two are so good. But I think the wrestler is a deeper, darker look into what you and I are fans of. I mean, a lot of us, you know, of folks that are listening here, a lot of people out there are wrestling fans. And this took kind of took a, a deep, dark dive into into that side of the business. Hey, these guys are, are you know, huge. They're icons. They're immortal. But once they hit a certain age, we kind of we kind of lose track of where they go, and they fall into the indie indie route, and things happen. And you know, unfortunately, we just recently had the death of Scott Hall, you know, a freaking legend in in, in that mm-hmm. business. And yes, he had cleaned himself up, but it was because of the years of him, you know, abusing his body because of not just the wrestling, but the other part of it. You know, most folks forget about you know that that there's there's all this about you know concussions and this and that, but. There's a heavy, you know, heavy drug use and not, you know, not just, you know, sports drugs as far as like steroids and things like that, but, you know, painkillers and uppers and downers and just back and forth. And I'm just, this story just follows that this like guy from what would, you know, from our youth, somebody that could have been a classic, anybody that we, you know, looked at. There was talk that this was based off of Scott Hall's life, but it really, there, it wasn't. But I mean, you got, again, you got Mickey Rourke coming back, you know, for his comeback career, basically. You got to realize after this, his, his career kind of took off again. He had yeah, sort of, he had sort of been, been missing. I think after, I think he had a, an accident and then he had a lot of plastic surgery. It was that. Well, did he, when did he do, did he do Sin City after this? Yeah, it was or after that. Yeah, this was the first one. Okay. And then, like, after this, it was Sin City, then, then the Expendables. And then just, like, his career just kind of took off. Then Iron Man 2. I mean, just, he just, this is the rebirth of his, of his career. And then, of course, you had Marissa Tomei. Great, great stuff with her. Everybody's, you know, all up on Miss Marissa right now, you know, because of uh, Spider Man. But she had an amazing career, you know, before that. I think this was kind of like a lull in her career as well. Uh, but her career, uh, you know, her as a uh, as a strip club, you know, dancer. Anybody interested in seeing her topless? There, you got it in there. Actually, yeah, she's um, been too, you man. got yeah. you got uh, you got Evan Rachel Wood. I mean, most folks forget that she was even in this one. She was uh, she was Randy's daughter. She ended off going, you know, ending up in a uh, playing uh, one of the major characters in um, Westwood. That's right. I haven't, ooh, I, haven't, I only finished a couple episodes of Westworld. Yeah, I mean, I've been a pretty big fan. I like the first two seasons, the third and fourth are a little, yeah. uh, <laughs> but but again, but then you have you know the rest of the cast. A lot of these are uh, under you know lower independent you know, um, actors, but because this was an independent movie. But then you have a lot of wrestlers that show up in this. You know, everybody from uh, Rob E, uh, Necro Butcher, uh, Nick Berg, the Blue Meanie, Sabian. Uh, L.A. Smooth, uh, Austin Aries, Jimmy Powers, Johnny Valent, and I'm just like brushing, you know, the the, uh, the list here. So, um, but yeah, one of my one of my favorite one of my top favorite wrestling movies uh, I, I, in sports movies, just because it it just hits it hits the heart, hits differently, and it was one of those ones. I was going to I was going through this phase, I guess, of hitting these weird movies that just weren't hitting, like getting like these big advertisements and i just would go and I'd look at the poster and just i mean me being a wrestling fan i just would go to the movie by myself and go check it out there's so many good moments in this film too but it's made the most one of the, like like you said it's 
when you're a star that big for the longest time, like this, you know, fictional wrestler was, and then you see he ends up like in a trailer park. He's alone. He's by himself. He's he's only making his dough by indie dates. He has to take a job as a butcher. And sometimes I don't even like think he's a butcher. I think he's just a he's a stock boy or stock man at, at a. No, the, no, he became a butcher. If you did see, he eventually like become on, a butcher. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, towards the end. Yeah, that's right. Towards the end, like he like that's he's just trying to make ends meet. You know, he's trying to meet his daughter, trying to get a relationship with that, and that's the biggest crux of the film. He's like he's trying to be somebody else, but I think then towards the end, you know, there's a scene where he's like he's in the butcher shop and he's just, he just had enough. He's like screw this, and I think he cuts himself. He walks out and he leaves. And I think that's before the match he's going to have against. I guess it was the Sheik. Well, I think it, it had been about that time where it was he had been told, "Hey, he kept he had a heart attack. I think he passed out at one of the matches or after the matches." And they're like, "Hey, you can't do this to your body any longer." And um, and so that's why when he's like, "Okay, well, I'll, I'll take care of myself," and then he went off and um and took over the day job more. And then, but mm-hmm. then the the. Uh, Diatola is the uh, is the match you're looking at. Diatola, yeah, it's him, yeah. yeah. And uh, so they yeah, kind of had a legendary. It's funny because you look at those two characters in the film, like it's a tale of two cities with them because you, the Ayatollah had achieved success. He owned like a used car lot. He was making decent dough. And by the he way, was, play, play, played by Ernest the Cat Miller. Ernest the Cat Miller, yeah, another WCW alum. And on the other side was Mickey Rourke's character who would like, you know, obviously did not get there, but they were famous for the, having like these trilogy of matches and they wanted to do it again in the indie scene. He's like, hey, we're going to pay this much and we can bring that match yeah, together. I think, yeah, I think it was yeah, the 20th, 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary, yeah. Yeah, it was something like that, yeah. And do you remember the video game that he had? Like the Mickey, it was like, yeah, uh, yeah, he's playing the video game. Video game was like the kid. I forgot because the, the kid was like, oh man, hey, wham, I forgot what it was. It was a wham jam, bam jam. No, no it, was, it, was a, it was Randy the Ram. So he was given the, the Ram jam, yeah. Yeah. But so. yeah, and, and it's one of those ones that leaves you hanging at the end because you don't know what happens. You know, that you, most movies you have a wrap up, you have that, you, especially in sports movies, you have that uplifting moment where the hero comes into his own and becomes that person. And now you're watching a guy at the end. Being told you can't do what you love any longer. I mean, we're again, we're you know going back to real life right now. You know, just announced you know Triple H is having to retire, you know, from from in ring performance because of his heart. And I again, somebody that's had that experience myself, you know, knowing you know heart conditions and what it can do to you, um, you know, that's kind of a hard one for him. You know, there's certain things I know I had to stop doing because of because of my heart. And just imagine your career, your your livelihood, your passion for life, you can't do that anymore. So you got to figure out to do something else or do like, so there's another way. Like I'm, I'm having this discussion with a buddy of mine who, you know, and he's just still bent on this, you know, I want to do this. I can still do it. And I keep telling him like a look, there just comes a time that maybe you just got to like, say, Hey, you know what? Maybe I can do it in a different Avenue. You know, I could do, I could, I could contribute to this business somewhere else instead of doing it inside. And I go until he gets into this, his brain, he's going to keep yeah. presenting himself and he, he might get himself hurt. But you got to look at, you got to look at some, some of those, you know, people that are out there doing this that did have to come to that conclusion and that, in that realization actually made a amazing careers doing it out, you know, outside of the ring as managers, you know, yeah. you, you look at Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan was a wrestler. He was a good wrestler, but not a great wrestler. He became the best manager. You know, you just you look at you look at look at um uh God, I'm just doing a blank on his name. Pencil neck geek. Um 
Ew, pencil neck oh, oh god, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Freddie Blassie, Ooh, classy, Freddie Blassie. classy Freddie Blassie. You look at him, amazing career as as wrestling became an amazing, you know, even a better heel manager. So yeah, I mean, oh, he, he was a great manager, man. Oh, he was so good. But yeah, I mean, you just have characters that, that just you know every once in a while, or not characters, but just people. But yeah, like I said, with this movie, I think it was so amazing that you don't know what happened. He's being told you can't wrestle anymore, you can't do this, you can't do that. But again, you got to remember so many great sports movies. Uh, the, the main characters being told you can't do this, and they do it, and they succeed. Can't do this, can't do that. Yeah, it's but just here like you don't know what happens. Did he succeed or did his heart? But did you hear like when he's on the top rope and he's about to do the jump? You heard like the heartbeats, like yeah. it's beat, it's, it's going fast, and you don't know. And then it you don't know. All you see him. You see him flying through the air, and that's and that's it. You see, you see Marissa Tomei's character Pam walking away, you know, because she's like she cares for him, but she also you know, wants him to be, you know, in, in, in you know, taking care of himself. But so yeah, it's real, real. Like I said, one of my one of my favorite ones because again, it's not the complete uplifting thing because you don't know where where he lands. You don't know where it ended. No yeah, pun intended. Yeah, you don't know where he lands. <laughs> Remember they were yeah literally. I remember they were talking for years. They were like, oh, are they going to do like a wrestler part two? And I was like, no, why? Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, there, there are certain movies that you know what that that question mark at the end does not need to be answered. So what you what do you got for your next one? You uh, I got an underrated one, man, and um, I don't know if you've seen this one. It's actually a a soccer movie that I saw one night, and it's called Goal. I'm sure you've never seen. Never it. seen. It. I thought you were going to say kicking and screaming, but go ahead with that. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just it's called Goal. It's a 2005 film. Um, it's very like there's only like uh, Sean Petrie who is um and Gotham he played Alfred is probably the only name actor in this film. I'm trying to look up anybody else, but everybody's pretty much from overseas. Like they're what was it now. called again? It's called Goal. 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 Yeah, 2005 Goal. And basically the film is about this kid Santiago Morella who's like a um he's like a phenom outside. He loves soccer and he's playing in the streets of Mexico and L.A. and they think he's really good. Like he's really good, really good. And everybody's like, oh, you should go pro, semi-pro, or all that shit. And then one day, some scout is just driving by the sandlots and sees him. He's like, you know, you should try out. So he gets a tryout with Newcastle. He gets a tryout, and he wins. And he ends up going to overseas in England to be, like, one of the soccer players on uh, Newcastle. And there's stuff that happens. He has to grow, like, you know, he's getting razzed. By the you know the players, the original players, and all that seems like, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that, and uh, the coach just drives him really hard, like in practice, and he's not playing, but he's he's just a subordinate at this time. He's not starting or anything, but they ride, and his journeys like he's it's a different culture for him going from Mexico to New England. He meets a girl, and he likes the girl, but like at the same time, he's trying to prove himself. Hey, come on, coach, start me, and like during practice, like I said, they just nail him all the time. Even David Beckham shows up in this film as a cameo. Yeah, if you look at the cameo list, it's like a yeah. freaking ridiculous. If, you, if you're a big soccer guy, you'll love it. And again, it's the journey of Santiago, man, as where he went from basically being in the sandlot of this, you know, just playing soccer, the game that he loves because his family loved it, his grandmother loved it, and his grandmother was the only one that believed in him. He said, "You go, you go follow." Oh, okay. He started. Yeah, started. Uh, started in the barrios of Los Angeles and then went to Newcastle uh, United. So in British, not not New England, but the old England. Yes. Sorry, yes. You, you said New New England. I was like, no, no, no. I no, I mean, I mean, I mean, England. I'm not like that New England Patriots, all that stuff. But like, he plays for Newcastle. Like I say, subordinate. I keep it's all over the place that film, but I, I like it. Like they did goal two and they did goal three. Two was okay. Three was like. He was like the original guy wasn't really a member. It was about another dude, but he just was there. We're just thinking at the time he became like a regular player. But this one is his growth 
and eventually he gets to start. And like the ending of the movie, he starts the last game to make like a, the playoff system in soccer is not something very familiar with, but in like Group P, Pool C, or something like that, he had a they had a win by like such and such, and he gets in there, gets the goal, like his first goal ever in Major League Soccer. He celebrates with the, the girlfriend and the kid and all that. But again, about his journey, he came from nothing. He wasn't like classically trained. He just you know he trained himself. And it's like I say, if you never watched the movie, it's really really good. Really good. Like, like I said, I found it one night just browsing bored, like two or three o'clock in the morning. And I'm not a big soccer guy. Yeah, me, like, yeah, me. I, I played it when like I was I said, a kid. I love playing it when I was a kid. I just can't watch it. It's but if you watch it, I, I would compare it to like Rocky. It's like the Rocky of soccer films. Growth, lots of growth. So, yeah, check awesome. it out. Check it out. You I guys have like, I'll, I'll have to look it up. Then, yeah, definitely. So my next one, I guess I'm going to go to my baseball one now, since uh, since, uh, since we're kind of breaking that up. Uh, 1984, going back a little bit. Yeah, you're going back, Mr. Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, the oh, natural, natural man. I'm sorry. Great movie, great story. Uh, just the 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 twists and turns of the career of Roy Hobbs. And where he started and what he became, the icon of the bat. But, you know, Boy Wonder or Wonder Boy. I mean, just there, it's just a storytelling of this. Yes, it's not what you would consider a standard sports thing, game or movie. It's not a team's having to struggle to become something. But it, the, this movie centers around baseball, the early years of baseball, the career uh, and, and it's it's a great way if to not just focus on one player. They they kind of took Roy and just like merged him his story with a little bit of Babe Ruth, a little bit of Ty Cobb. I mean, just so many like they pushed everybody together, and and made this great character and just his his journey through life. But the his love of the game, his love of I, of I a, love his his like I said, his journey is fantastic. And like the beginning, or you know, the beginning of the film, his character is a pitcher. He's like a great pitcher. And then something happens, shady shenanigans. If you've never seen the film, let's just say something happens. Disappears. Years later, you see him like reappear. And he's like this world renowned. I'm not sure who he was modeled after hitting wise. I mean, I don't, I'm not I guess sure. I think it was a mixture of, I think his, his yeah, usual, I think, I think that was more, Williams. I think he was more uh, with the hitting. I think that was more of a Babe Ruth style. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I, I heard it was the, like, the main reason is because of the pointing. Calling, um, calling, yeah. That's the only reason I really like. I say it's it's more Babe Ruth because, like I said, it's it's kind of like where he's pointing it out, you know, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit over there." Yeah, that's that's good. And um, and like I said, you see, like almost the dark side of baseball with like the owners and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, you gotta you can't you can't go out there and you get throw the game. Like, and I remember the scene. I'm not sure if you have the actors pulled up, but there's a scene when he walks into the owner's office. The owner's office is always very dark lit. It's there's no yep. light coming through. It's like leather couches, leather chairs, and the owner's like sitting back and saying, "Yeah, you know, the really can't do this now. You gotta make sure you're embarrassed." Like, just very that monotone. Like, like they're almost like the mafia. Yeah. And this, yep. you know, it's very weepy. Uh, but, well, you um, got to look at the names of some of these. You know, some of them. You, know, I think, I think you had the judge. I think that's. I think that was the owner. The judge. And then, that's, 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 yeah, that's yeah, the then you had. Yeah, then you had Red Blow. Then you had the the uh, the Whammer. I mean, so it's just. But yeah, I mean, great cast. You know, Robert Reverend, Robert Duvall, Glenn Close, Young Kim Bessinger, uh, Will Wilfred um, Brindley, Barbara Hershey. I mean, just for that time frame. For anybody that's a fan of, and, and you don't really like, you know, go well. It's an old movie, Bob. I don't want to watch. 
check, take a look at it. If you, and these are some of the top actors, either at the time or just starting out. Uh, you know, it's just you could, like I said, you have a young Kim Bake singer in here, just you know, just starting out. Barbara Hershey's in here. I just some really, really good young actors. Young Michael Madison's in this as well. Oh, that's right. Uh, shoot, he, was, he played uh, he played Bump, Bump Bailey. Bump Bailey. That's typical. Bailey. But yeah, like I said, yeah. So to me, that's one of those ones. If I'm like, oh, I want to watch a really good like good baseball movie. I know, like I said, I know it's not uh, an upload. Like I've noticed some of mine don't end in a positive note. Yeah, very, very. I may have to bring that to my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. A lot of issues. At least I got some heart in my films, man. Yeah, I, mine, mine's got heart too. I just don't know if they live at the end. <laughs> well, we know we know he lives at the end of this one. We see what happens, but it, it's it's a it, it's a more of an uplifting moment for him, not the sports and not his team. So, but it's still such a good movie. Yeah, and one of the most iconic scenes ever when he hits the fucking lights and it, the sparks go shattering everywhere. Yeah, and and the music too. Didn't it? Yeah. I, 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 like it's not a great soundtrack but that moment like i think i have to look at the soundtrack again i'm not sure but like in between the films you see what's going on as far as like soundtrack wise like a lot of good moments in that film but um yeah i mean i, I can't argue with the natural man sorry i yeah. just i guess like, i don't you're like you did do, 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 do major league no i got one more <laughs> That's it. That that was on my list too but like another list that i had like i had like a b list also and that was like another one yeah so i went out there but uh I can't argue with the natural. So. I guess I'm next. Um, yeah. Unless you want me to go, because you only got one left. Since I kind of we we kind of did two of yours. Yeah, yeah. You, you, go? you go next. Okay. My, my, my last one's really good. I think. You I think hope. so? You think so? I, I, I think so. If you can beat the last one, I'd be very. Impressed. I have. Okay, I'm gonna give you an option here. Mm-hmm. I have racing, and I have high school sports are my last two categories. Go racing. Go racing. Go racing. Top one. Yeah. Ford versus Ferrari. That's a good one. Um, It was, it was, it was on par with uh, the the B one was, and this was a tough one. I I went, I had to go back and forth a little bit of to really had to dig in Uh, days of thunder was my second choice, but I Another think it was a little bit better, man. Just the acting on it, the directing. I mean, you got James Mangold, you've got Matt Damon, Christian Bale. I just, I mean, just cast alone and just the story that they're telling me, I'm a Ford guy. I love watching that story. And I, I've heard that story so many times from my father about, you know, what, you know, how they, how Shelby came in and how Shelby made the Ford, the, you know, the Shelby Cobra. And there's that story back and forth about Ferrari. You know, about Ford even trying to make a lookalike Ferrari. I think it was called the Pantera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's like it was for me, it was something that kind of brought me back to my youth talking with my dad and, and growing up and, you know, you know get, like I said, you know, enjoying, you know, building cars with my dad and re- rebuilding cars. So it just took me back. And then just like the cat, the acting was just amazing. Christian Bale, just another amazing performance by him. You just, you, you forget it's Bale. And, and Damon. Again, just I, Matt Damon can do no wrong. I have yet to see him do wrong. I don't care what Jimmy Kimball says. <laughs> yeah, him and Andy Razzle. <laughs> I love, but I love when they each other. But That's yeah, so but uh, but yeah, I think it's just yeah, I, I think it's just a, such a fun fun movie. Not fun movie. I can't even say this is a fun movie. It's just like really. It's not really good a fun movie because the ending, what happens to yeah. the uh, Christian Bale's character, is not really fun. But like his legacy lives on, and the whole moment when they were actually doing the race 
Uh, I forgot where the race is at, but that race takes over. It t- takes a long day. I know it's in nighttime when they're still racing. It's in between and the building. Well, it's, it's a 24 hours Le Mans. It's, 24 hour yeah. Le Mans one. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And it's their dude. Oh, we can challenge Ferrari any freaking time. And see, I, I, I used to go to the 24 hours here in Orlando. We do, or not in Orlando, but in Daytona. They do uh, the Rolex 24 hours, too. That, that's a. That's a long hike, just and these guys are doing more in the track. They're not doing a long route, but these guys, you know, they put their bodies through, through hell for twenty four hours. I know what I put my body through during watching it, so I can't imagine what they're going through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James Mangold is fun. Yeah, but but another good yeah. film. I thought you were going to put like um, the Valley of the Rookie Bobby. I don't know. Uh, why I, I, I almost that was on my third. That was on my my C one. I watched that today, and I was like, I love it, but it's not. I, I mean, it's, I will always love watching that, but I, like, if I want like a really great race race movie, this or uh, this or uh, uh, Days of Thunder, and I just had to go with this. I can't, I can't hate on either one. Either one of those three would have fit well. That Days of Thunder. Um, what's the? There's another one uh, that had Chris Hemsworth in it that I thought you were going to put down. I forgot the name of that racing movie, but it was. Uh, oh man, I think Ron Howard did it. It's. I think I saw that the other night. Not sure what it's but it's like the Gran Turismo or something. I don't know. Oh, okay, it, yeah, I, know. I haven't seen that one, but yeah, this for me, this, and I want to sit down and watch a fun like racing car movie. This, this is it, you know, and just, just like the grit of it, the, the attitude, the, the, the casting, the, the acting alone. I mean, like I said, Bale and Matt, just they hit these characters spot on. Yeah, the douches of Ferrari, so <laughs> couldn't stand Team Ferrari. F themselves. Screw you. So what do you oh, got for your last one? Dude, the last one is funny, and because um, this guy has been in their list already, and that's a uh, 1986's Hoosiers. Um, not not a basketball fan. I like watching. I don't know the rules. I never could get into it. My stepfather's oh, man, basketball yeah. fans. That's why there's no basketball movies on here for me. This is the only basketball one I have on here because it's it's. And yes, basketball is in the background, but it's more again about building. It's it's almost about a, the rebuilding of a father son relationship, and about this you know coach who was fired from like a huge program in college, and he he, he humbles himself. He's like, well, the only job he can get is in Hickory in his high school team that's never won anything. So he goes in there to implement his style of offense and all that. And the, it's a, like it's a little town. And it's a little town. Anything you do, you, you're going to hear. You drop a pin, they're going to hear it. You say the F word, they're going to hear it. So he's surrounded like every weekly of like trying to explain himself like, oh, well, we don't play like that in Hickory. So he changes the offense. He changes the defense. Everybody is like screwing him. And we hate, 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 hate. Even the players are just some backlash. But after a while, they warm up to Gene Hackman and like, okay, you know, they're winning. And of course, the town gets behind him. Oh, they're winning now. They'll hit his philosophy. And he recruits them. Um, Oh, what's well, I got his name right here. Here's a Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper at the time is like a fucking alcoholic, drunk, out of work. And basically Gene brings him back to be the assistant coach because his son is playing for the team. So in a way, he's trying to rebuild the son relationship as well. And there's one game where Gene Hackman is kicked out and Dennis Hopper has to coach the team. So he's sitting there on the sidelines and they're looking at him and he's like, you can do it. Even his son, that's when he, at the moment, his the son looks at him and goes, oh, you can do it, dad. You can do it. He draws up these plays. Of course, they win the game. They go on to the state championship, which is in this huge gym against these against this other team from Indiana, which is like ten times their size. They're quicker, they're faster. So the minute there's a great moment when they're before the championship game, they walk on the court because all the players are freaking out because they're used to playing in a small gymnasium in Hickory, very small. 
So you see Gene Hackman gets tape measure. So he starts measuring the hoops from like hoop to hoop. He goes like this. Comes back out. Looks at it. He writes it in his notebook. He's like, and he says dimensions of the size of the court. He's like, yeah, they, like for example, like 30 by 30, 40. He's like, same size as our court in Hickory. Which is a way of like, oh, you know what, guys? Yeah, it looks big, but it's the same basketball size as the court used in the whole season. So don't freak out. Just play your game. And it's like, of course, if you watch this movie, and if you didn't, it's an underdog story. Hickory wins. They win the, like, the championship. But it's like the journey getting there. Yeah, it is, yeah. And and again, again another, another movie. This is uh, two for two. Uh, this is the second one for Gene and the second one for Barbara Hershey. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're two on this list twice. Like I said, like that's what I was saying about Gene Ackman. Like he got the replacements. He's got this. Too bad he's not acting anymore. Maybe we could do a hockey movie, be a coach. But um, another good one. Like again, if it's on TV, me and my brother, we we love this movie. Yeah. And again, I'm not a big basketball guy. But I I just like never basketball. yeah like I said I can, I never could get into it. It's a huge huge uh my my stepfather's well, probably one of his favorite movies. He loves this to death because he's a he actually grew up in, in Kentucky Midwest and you know that was. That was life for them. That was basketball for them, or life yeah. was basketball for them growing up. And basketball this is a huge, you know, huge one for him to, you know, to definitely sit down and watch. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I've seen it a few times, but again, just not being the love of the sport. I just it never, I never gravitated towards it. It's good if you guys haven't checked it out. I mean, even if you're not gonna say not a basketball fan like Jones or anybody else, do yourself just watch. It's a great movie. I'm not sure if it was nominated for anything, but to me. Like I said, if it's on, I will always watch it. Yeah. And I guess my last one, um, it's based off of a novel, 1979 novel, uh, movie released, uh, when, God, when was this released? 1985? Cast Ooh. Matthew Modine, Linda Florentine. Oh, Vision Quest, Vision right? Quest, that is right, sir. Vision Quest. This is my high school movie. <laughs> wow. Uh, this one... For me, is pulls different for I guess for my heart. Uh, our friend, or one of our friends, uh, if you guys listen to um, the old uh, Midnight Movie Archives, uh, you listen to some of our Star Wars, you'll hear our friend Stevo in there. And Stevo and I both grew up. He was he was a little bit further along than I was, but we both were wrestlers in uh, in school. And so this was like one of those ones. My brother, my stepbrother, was a heavy wrestler. He was in he was a year ahead of me, two years ahead of me. So I like looked up to him, went to all of his matches. Got he got me into doing it, and this just became our movie. Kind of sounds like what me and your or you and your brother did. This was mm-hmm. our movie that we would sit down, we'd watch, and just the the story behind it. The again, it's it's a movie based around wrestling, but wrestling is not the story. In uh, in you know you have you know some great characters that are in here. Uh, you know, like I said, you have definitely a young Linda Florentino who's in here. Um, you know, Matthew Modine again, another young, young Matthew Modine. Yes, young Matthew Modine. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, you got Forrest Whitaker's in this one as well. Uh, and you have probably one of the most memorable soundtracks for me in it, it growing up because not only do you have Madonna singing "Crazy for You" in this song, but That's you. Almost- Huge but you also man. have uh, journeys, uh, young, uh, forever young. Yeah, uh, only the young. Only yeah, only the young. the young. Again, with a second, you want to talk about a song? If anybody asks me about a song that could rip me out from where I'm at and put me in a place, it's the journey. It's journey and the crazy for you. It will pull me out of wherever I'm at, whatever mindset I'm at, 
and my like my mind, my soul just goes straight to that moment. Uh, so that's why this movie holds a, a, a definitely a very special place in my heart, and it just another one of those ones I can just put on and I can sit back and I can watch. Um, again, it's it is one of those niche ones because yeah, it's a it's strictly strictly for wrestling. So, and by the way, uh, second time on the list for James Gammon. He was Definitely. in Major League for my picks, and he was in Vision Quest. He was Cutch's dad. I just looked at it not like now, so good for James being yeah. on another sports movie. Only the Young. That's the song for, by Journey. Only the, only the Young, young. yeah. And then, of course, they, you got Hot-Blooded from Foreigner. <gasps> Dude. <laughs> hungry, hungry for Heaven by Dio. I mean, great great soundtrack. I'm sorry. Just one of the, one of the greater, better soundtracks out there. So, um yeah, I'll have to look up the soundtrack when I get off there. Probably download it on my Spotify. But yeah, another great 80s movie. Like 80s, the 80s always had those good sports movies. Again, Hoosiers 86, this was 85. Uh, we like looking at our archives, we, Rad is in the early 80s yeah. as well. Major League is in the 80s. I think it was 89. That yeah, it was came like, out. yeah, it was right at the cusp. Yeah. It was right at the cusp of the end. So, um, but again, guys, these are these are our top five. If we if like I think if Jeff and I had our top ten, we would see more contemporary movies uh, in here. I know I would have added I would have added a couple of two thousand two thousand ten movies uh, that were on my B and C rolls. <laughs> so yeah, I had a couple I could have added like a goon. I was thinking about adding the oh, hockey goon, movie. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Yeah. So that was another one, Warrior. But uh, we did Warrior already in one of the reviews. Check out the archives. But I love Warriors. I like to see UFC movies. So. Not just the regular sports movies that we, you know, made you the hockey, the baseball, the football, but you got some contemporary like wrestling. You know, we like the, that's your second wrestling movie, by the way. Yeah, that's why I said that's why I told you at the beginning. I told you at the beginning, I got two movies that are sort of the same thing, but they're not because no, they're, they're, they're really different. A vision <laughs> one's pro, one's pro, one's Greco Roman, so not including them in there. Maybe Matthew Bodine's character became the wrestler. In his older no. years, <laughs> he just like, you know what? I couldn't do like the professional stuff, so I became Bam Jam or Wham Jam. I keep forgetting Ram, Ram, Randy the Ram, Ram. Randy the Ram. Ram. I, like his finishing movie was the Ram Jam or yeah, something. Yeah, the Ram Jam was his finishing movie. The Ram yeah. Jam. Oh, too many Rams and Jams. <laughs> All right, guys, let us know what you guys think. Uh, hit us up on the uh, Heroes Asylum page right now. We're gonna probably uh, upload that or change that here soon uh, with mid and change it a little bit more to gear towards midnight movies. But uh, let let us know what you guys think. Some of your suggestions. So uh, if you guys have other movies you guys think that should have been on our list, you know it's okay. I'll take criticism if you didn't like it. The fact that we didn't have Rudy in here, I know I'm going to hear from about three people on my list that we oh, did not have Rudy. Um, okay. <laughs> I like Rudy, but I just like Rudy I too. I got nothing wrong with Rudy. Rudy, but I just. These are my movies I want to watch, and that's exactly what this show is going to be, guys. It's going to be about what we feel is the top five in our books. Yeah, like your Desert Island Five, I guess you could kind of say. <laughs> Ooh, that might be a list while to do Desert Island Five. So, all right, guys. Well, make sure you do check us out uh, at uh, the uh, Midnight Movies. Uh, don't forget, it is now Bam, Bam. Badass Midnight Movies. And uh, make sure you guys check us out there. We're going to be continuing uh, this month. I think we're doing the 2000s, so... Uh, Yes, yes. Check it out. And we got a bunch of theme months coming up, and we should uh, be hearing from you guys soon or hearing from us. Yeah, I hope so. Hope so. Check out the Facebook page. And uh, I guess for, uh, from Mike to me to you, get to the asylum. We'll see you soon, guys. <laughs> <laughs>